Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom Corner Podcast, where you can propel your faith into even deeper levels as we discuss how to live the kingdom culture on earth as it is in heaven, just as Jesus prayed. Here's your host, the great Matt Geib. In my mother's womb, you formed me with your hands, known and loved by you. Before I took a breath, when I doubt it, Lord, remind me that I'm wonderfully made. You're an artist and a potter. I'm the canvas and the clay. You make all things work together for my future And for my good, you make all things work together for your glory and for your name. I know nothing has been wasted, no failure or mistake. You're an artist and a potter, I'm the canvas and the clay. I know nothing has been wasted, no failure or mistake, for you're an artist and a potter, I'm the canvas and the clay. You're not finished with me, you're not finished with me yet, you're not finished with me, you're not finished with me yet, in your mother's womb. You formed them with your hands, known and loved by you. Before they took a breath, when they doubted, Lord, remind them that they're wonderfully made. For you're an artist and a potter, they're the canvas and the clay. You make all things work together for their future. And for their good, you make all things work together for your glory and for your name. I know nothing has been wasted. There are no failures or mistakes. For you're an artist and a potter. They're the canvas and the clay. You're not finished with them. No, you're not finished with them yet. You're not finished with us. You're not finished with us yet. For you're an artist and a potter. We're the canvas and the clay. Father, we give ourselves to you this day. Lord, we trust in you. We don't know all about tomorrow, but we can trust in you for the future, Father. We are the potter, or you are the potter. You are the artist. You are the creator. We're the canvas and the clay, Lord. And we just yield to you tonight, Lord, because you have said that the good work you've started in us, you will complete. You will finish that work, Lord. Lord, we are masterpieces. We are poetry. We are your handiwork in the making, and we give ourselves to you this night. Amen. Good evening, Kingdom Corner podcast followers. So blessed to be with you again today. 
And I'm back with you because I said I'd come back and we would finish up the beautiful portion of Scripture in Ephesians chapter 2. We had been looking at verses 1 to 10, and I think we only got through about verse 8 the last time we were together. So let's look at that again. And this song, today's title of this, I hope it's a short lesson, is a masterpiece in the making. Do you know tonight that you are a masterpiece? You are his masterpiece in the making. I I sang that song over the Kingdom Corner podcast as a prayer over you, a Pat Barrett song about the potter and the artist, the canvas and the clay. And he is the potter. He is the artist. We are the canvas and the clay. And I dedicate that song to you tonight. And I hope by the end of this lesson that you'll catch a vision that you are a masterpiece in the making. You are his masterpiece in the making. Let's go and look at this scripture again and finish up the apex of chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I think this is the apex of the first half of the chapter, in my opinion. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked to the course of this world. This is Ephesians 2, 1. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves, in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, or when God, who was rich in mercy, stepped in because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, has made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Say tonight as you listen to this, I'm alive with Christ. Repeat that as I say it. I am alive with Christ. Amen? By grace you have been saved and raised us up together. He made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ. Say, I sit in the heavenly places with Christ. Repeat that. I sit in the heavenly places with Christ. Amen? That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship. We are his handiwork, some translations say. We are his poetry. We are his masterpiece. I want you to get that created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I want you to repeat this after me. I am his masterpiece. I am his masterpiece. I am the Lord's masterpiece. Amen? That's what we want to talk about, being made into the masterpiece, the creation of a masterpiece. That's what we want to talk about tonight. You are his masterpiece. You are his handiwork. Okay? We talked about the last time when God stepped in. He found us dead in trespasses and sin. He found us walking the system or the course of the world. He found us confused and batted about by the prince of the power of the air and his demons. We walked in willful disobedience as sons of disobedience. We chased every desire of the flesh, as it were. We fulfilled all those desires. And we were by nature then the children of wrath. God's wrath would have been upon us. However, 
God stepped in. Amen? God stepped in, and what did he do? We talked about this. It's good for review the last time before we get into this last verse. We were dead in our sins, okay? That's the first thing. You know, that's where he found us, dead in our sins. And then we were being controlled by the demons and the system of the world and the lust of the flesh. So we were dead in trespasses and sin. But Christ came, gave his life for us, and we were made alive with him. We were raised up in the heavenly places with him to sit beside him. And then the fourth thing is we sit beside him in dominion and rulership. Christ, because of the sacrifice he made, because of giving his life and his blood for our sins, God exalted his son and gloried upon his son and gave him the gift. We read it the last time. The Greek implies gave him the gift of dominion and rulership. And you know what also it says as we read those verses that it implies when we were raised up together with him, that he shared that rulership with us, that dominion and leadership with us. He didn't just keep it to himself. We rule and reign with Christ. Amen? And so that's the first part of what we went over last time. And now we're to this other portion here, this last portion. We'll start here in verse 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Okay, it's through faith, a faith in Jesus Christ, his blood shed and applied for your sin that he took your place. Through faith have you been saved. That not of yourselves. You can't do it by your own works. You can't do it by your own strivings. It's only by surrendering to him. And then out of that surrender of your life to him will come the works. And we're going to talk about that. It's not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works so nobody could boast. Nobody could brag because nobody could ever measure up to it. None of our works. It says the best works of man are like filthy rags. Paul said in Romans to God, you can't do it in your own works, for we are his workmanship. And the Greek word there is we are his handiwork. Some translators say we are his masterpiece or poetry, okay, created in Christ Jesus for good works. A lot of Christians, I told you the last time when we studied this verse and went over it, they love the first part, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, lest any man should boast. And many, many Christians can recite that verse. But do they know the second part? Do they even think about that? For we are, we've been saved by grace now. It's all by the grace of God. So nobody can boast. Why? For? For what reason? For we are his workmanship, his handiwork, his masterpiece, his poetry, created in his son Christ Jesus for what? to just sit on a throne and do nothing for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Isn't that a beautiful picture? We come from a place of utter death and hopelessness to a place where we're co-working with God, with Jesus, to good, do good works on this earth. We come from a place of death and hopelessness, of just walking the way of the world and being confused by the enemy to walking in power and dominion as we rule with Christ, our brother. Amen? That's why I just wanted to get that point across to you. And now we'll just look further at this verse, verse 10 here. 
verse 8, 9, and 10, grace refers back to verse 5. It's an elaboration on the topic. Go back and review verse 5, my notes say. So let's look at that. Made us alive together, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together by, with Christ. By grace have, you have been saved. And then he says it again in verse 8, for grace, by grace you have been saved through faith. So that's emphasized twice. Through faith, it, that is salvation, has been effected. It has been apprehended by grace and through faith, not our own works. It's a gift. It is a gift, the gift of God, okay? It's not man's works, all right? That's what we're talking about. Lest anyone should boast. Nobody can boast in this. This grace glorifies God. It's all in God. There's no working of men. For then we get to the verse that we want to finish off with, this apex, this beautiful picture of creating the masterpiece. For we are his workmanship. This contrast to what we started out in the beginning as being dead. We are his workmanship. We are his handiwork. It's God's work. His workmanship means to, the Greek word, poema, poema, means to do or to make, or from a word meaning something that is made. It is translated, like I said, poetry, handiwork, masterpiece. To do or to make from something that is made. He's making us. He's making us into something in Christ Jesus. So we are created in Christ Jesus for good works. We are God's handiwork. We are God's masterpiece or his poetry in the sense that we were created by him. We were, like the Greek word says, made by him, made something, right? We're created by him for good works. We are made a new creation, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, with a view, what is the purpose, or a purpose to do good works. And then it was ordained, or beforehand, I think the scripture says here, let's see, God prepared beforehand, or the Greek says before, let me see, beforehand, God prepared. Before that time, God was preparing this to prepare beforehand. Let's see what we got some more notes. Good works before ordained, prepare beforehand. God preordained a sphere of moral a moral metron for us to walk in. He prearranged that track for us to walk in. Action. This is action. This is something we're walking in. It shows the completion of our faith, just like James says. If you say you have faith, you have to show me your works. Not that the works justify you, but your faith, living faith, cannot help but produce works that flow out of a life that is surrendered to Christ. It completes our faith. Character and direction of the works are made ready by God. God has it all laid out, that track for us to run on, to walk on, and we just need to submit to that. And we just need to trust him to lead us. Good works, tracks made ready for us, a track made ready for us even before our salvation in purpose and decree. So God has had all this laid out for us. Now let's look, before we leave tonight, let's look at a few scriptures here. Ephesians 4.4 says, these are parallel verses. I always tell you that you need to prove things in more than one place in scripture. Ephesians 4.24 says, put on the new self created to be like God in righteousness and holiness. 
Psalm 102.18, let this be written for a future generation that a people not created yet may praise the Lord. There's a future generation he's creating, okay, for himself. Therefore, I quoted this, 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here, okay, if you're in Christ, okay? Good works, I have written down in my notes, come out of a relationship with God. You don't do the works to get the relationship. You get in relationship with him. Your heart becomes affected. You fall in love with him. You become passionate about him, and good works flow from that relationship, okay? Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says, let us create man in our image. Let us create man in our likeness. And what that is talking there about, it's prophetically, it's actually prophetically talking about the new creation that he would create in man through the surrender of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Let us create man in our image. How was that going to be done? Only because Jesus, like we read about earlier, made us alive together with him. Galatians 6, 15, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. So, you know, the Jews were all, you know, uptight about being circumcised, you know, to fulfill the law. And they were, when the Gentiles were brought in to the church and the revelation, the gospel was going to go forth to the whole, all the world, they were a little bit uptight about that. But circumcision is not what makes you righteous. It's only being a new creation that makes you righteous. And Paul taught that to the whole church, the Gentile church, and to the world. And he even had to correct Peter on it, because Peter had a little bit of an issue about it, that he was preferring the Jews. But they were all made one by the sacrifice of Christ. Colossians 3.10, And we have put on the new self, which is being renewed or made new again in knowledge in the image of the Creator. So many good scriptures here. God prepared beforehand, or the Greek says he made, he before made us ready. He before made us ready. I think I've said that. Let's go on. Let's see. Okay, this is our great example, Jesus, what he said. My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me. My father, also in John 5, 17, the first one is John 4, 34. My father is always at work to this day, and I am also working. Romans 8, 29, for those God foreknew, he predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. The son, Colossians 1, 15, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn. See, there are going to be many born after him of all creation. Let's see. 2 Corinthians 9, 8 is another good passage. And God is also able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Isn't that good? 2 Corinthians 9, 8. God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. That's the point of Ephesians 2.10. You know, we have been called to do good works, to produce good works. I want to read a couple other scriptures before I close. Like I said, like I sang to you, 
He is the potter. He is the artist. We are the clay, and we are the canvas that he's producing that great masterpiece upon. And I want to just read one or two more scriptures and just be done with this verse. And then we'll go on in Ephesians next next episode. I want to read one scripture that I always kept with me from the time I was in junior high through high school because I had such a self-esteem problem. And I just want to leave it with you. I'm sure you've heard this before. I had this taped on my locker in the 70s. I was a very uh, I was a Christian at a very young age and I'd walk with the Lord for quite some time yet in high school and junior high I had such a self-esteem problem. And it's only been the last 15 years or so that I've been able to see Abba as he sees me or begin to grasp that that I am his masterpiece. For you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being unformed. And in your book, they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. Okay, that's out of Psalm 139. Psalm 139, that we were made. And even before we were a twinkle in our ma's eye, God had that picture of us to make us perfectly. And then, of course, like the first part of the chapter in here in Ephesians goes, we fell into trespass and sin and the darkness. But since we come to Jesus, he's made us alive again, and we're brand new again, and he's making us again. We could apply this very verse again that he's remaking us into new creatures, into new creations. We have been hid with Christ in God, and when he shall appear, meaning Christ, with all his glory, we shall appear alongside him in glory. And that doesn't just mean heaven. That means even now as he appears to you in the spirit, you know, you're going to be glorified even on this earth. He wants to make you into his masterpiece, his poetry, his workmanship. I think that we will we will be done for tonight. I would just say when God made you, I have my notes here, he broke the mold. There's none like you. There'll never be another one like you. Don't try to be anybody else. And he is, you know, he's not finished with you yet, like Pat Barrett said. He's making that masterpiece. He's making that handiwork every day. He's creating the perfect portrait of you in the right way through that and the right way through that, you're, so that your very life will be a witness and a masterpiece to the world, you know, that people will look upon and that he will, you know, show off to the world. So I think that's it for tonight. You are his masterpiece. You're not finished with me. You're not finished with me yet. You're an artist and a potter. I'm the canvas and the clay. You're an artist and a potter. I'm the canvas and the clay. You're not finished with me. You're not finished with me yet. When I doubt it, Lord, remind me. I'm wonderfully made. 
for you're an artist and a potter. I'm the canvas and the clay. Remember, you are a masterpiece in the making, and he's making you into that favored son and daughter of God that he's so proud of that he wants to show off to the world. Be blessed, my friends, until we meet again next time on the Kingdom Corner Podcast. Thank you again for showing up. Thank you for joining us for another great discussion on the Kingdom Corner, hosted by Matt Guide. Remember to click the subscribe button so you can be notified of each new episode as it's released. To enjoy an even deeper dive into God's Word, check out Matt's new devotional book, Searching for Significance, a devotional journey through the book of Ecclesiastes. Learn more and even hear from Matt himself on the devotional website, significanceacademy.com. As always, thank you for being a part of the Kingdom Corner.